Welcome to RPG Ramblings with Jeff Jones. This is a weekly show exploring the various details of the tabletop RPG hobby through discussions with interesting people. This is a bonus episode because we kept talking afterwards. Normally I put unedited episodes on Patreon so that the supporters get the whole shebang. But I thought this conversation is worth sharing with the wider audience and so here it is. It is now really getting late here at the Palatial Studio. Sisters and brothers, it is time to get rambling. Yeah, it was fun. I needed I needed a blah blah blah, and I I really like where you were going with uh, some of the stuff you're writing. Thank you. Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, I don't know whether. Um, yeah, I get I get off on a tangent really easy. I go. <laughs> it's okay. It's on the ten. Yeah, the other thing I was going to say is I don't. I haven't really watched. I subscribed to your video channel, but I didn't really watch through them. But for whatever reason, I think your first video showed up, like the first one that you made for your video log, mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm not sure why I'm doing this. I'm going to try and do a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and i thought that's pretty raw well like, that those there's i need to do more of those the so that little vlog devlog series yeah is intended to be like that that's like yeah. i'm just gonna i'm documenting i'm trying to document this sort of process that i'm going through so that hopefully when i get 50 of these videos together somebody can sit and binge through them and go and see a progression of well this is how this started oh it fucking crashed and burned over here but yeah. then you like rose to the ashes and made something out of it or whatever um so that's intended to be just like straight like not too heavily edited well why say raw i don't really mean that what I mean is you're expressing self-doubt. You talked about how you you sat in the front of the camera for 45 minutes and you're finally just gonna do it. Right. You know, I, yeah. I think yeah. I think there needs to be more honesty about that sort of stuff. Like Yeah. Yeah. And that's part of why I was doing it. It was like, yeah. oh, this is not easy to yeah. do this. <laughs> right. And because, and, you know, when you see, well, and I think that's helpful for people yeah. who actually want to do it. And that's the main reason I was putting it out there is like, this is something for people who want to do this. They get the real, the reality that, oh, you know, I had to really work hard at this. It, and a lot and of I, it And I'm feeling self doubt right now. Like, if it's, I, yeah. If it's successful later on, you go back and start. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't necessarily feel comfortable what I'm doing. I'm going to do this anyway. Yeah. You know, and I think that's, I think that's what people need to hear. It's like, it's okay. You got to, you got to, everybody, very few people go to things with, with, with confidence and knowledge. You just, you, you just jump into that. You just do that, that uh, leap of faith basically. And it's not, yeah. it's not easy. Well, you know, one a, a story that really helps me is, and I and I think of it often was uh, Alfred Hitchcock had made sixty films or something, and he was making Psycho, and 
he was one of the most sought after directors, filmmakers in Hollywood. He'd been nominated for an Oscar like seven times, making money hand over fist. And he's making Psycho. And the whole time he thought, the whole time he was making it, right up to the day it released in the theaters, he thought, this is going to be the last movie I ever make. This movie is going to ruin me. I'm going to be done. Nobody is ever going to want me to direct another film ever again. Like, this, you know, this guy who would the peak of his abilities. Right. And he's like, I'm done with this film. People were lined up around the block at every showing at the Chinese theater every day for two weeks when the psycho came out. And we was, it was, it, it was nuts how big that film was. It was yeah, huge. Yeah. And listening and he, to, and he doubted it the whole but time. Stand up comedians. Uh, I've listened to, uh, I used to listen, well, he's, he obviously is dead now, but uh, of um, Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. People yeah. like him, they're like, yeah. a lot of people were scared, go like oh, people yeah. you think are not a big deal. They're scared yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's, I, I think, I think that there is, you can never get rid of it. It's always there. Uh, it's maybe you get better at handling it, <laughs> but the fear of it is always that doubt is always going to be there. Yeah. And for me. Yeah. It's also a lot of people tied with the imposter syndrome. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> yep. like they're going to figure out I'm just a hack. It's like, <laughs> They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna go. Well, he got lucky with that first one, but yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. I, I think, I think. Well, you know, a, a thing that kept come, uh, you know, a theme, and I wish I would have thought of mentioning it. A theme that did come up. I would probably say the most important thing that came up all weekend was having a community of pe people that you're doing this with. Is um, that you can't do this alone. Well, and, you know, and that has always been my thought. I'm going to do this alone. See, I think the thing is, and you say that, um, but um, to, you've not been part of the, so you've not made a zine yet. I have not. So the people who make zines, it is, it is, you know, I don't want to, probably a brotherhood is too, is too not right, but there is a certain amount of, so much goodwill that mm -hmm. is communicated and help that goes on that it's absolutely astounding. So I, right. So in a lot of ways, probably, and I think because I'm interviewing people, I get to meet more people, but, but everybody's just with other people, very generous and kind. And, you know, yeah, I, I think that's key. I think it really is. And I don't think I appreciated it as much until recently like i'm like oh no i need to really be in here i need to i need to be in i need to be in here mixing it up a little more than i have been yes yeah and i think it depends what you want to do but yes 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 and there are some just and there are some also some people that are just extremely positive um 
but yeah, I think you're right. You need to put it out there and, and, you know, the networking and, you know, that's, what's really, this podcast helped me do because it's not natural for me. It's right. natural for me to talk with somebody about role-playing games, but it's not natural for me to just. Right. When I think this format helps it because you're not really like doing a, some sort of like right. series of questions. You're just sort of like going where the conversation goes and see how that, see what happens. Yeah. I think I tried early on to be a little bit more because uh, I wasn't sure, but I never was very scripted. Um, but but now I don't even, I don't, I don't even know. I have no idea really even what I'm going to say after I say one, two, three. <laughs> I have no idea. If I start thinking about it, I start to panic. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't even think about it. It's like, I'm not even going to think about what I'm going to say after, after three. Uh, I'm just going to say, you know, hello, whoever, and, and just wing it from there. And, and usually I think all my introductions are, are not very they're not very polished and they're very awkward but but they're they're less awkward than if i was trying to script it out well you know and i think they're in our space that's fine yes in exactly fact, and i think and in fact i think it's maybe better right. than being this clean polished uh production um I think in certain certain game circles, being clean, polished. You know, if if you're making five E shit, right? If you're focused on Wizards of the Coast, looking like a professional production would be a lot more important, uh, right? And I think the thing is, in I, you know, I'm a du- just a single person, not a single person. I mean, there's nobody else helping with this, <laughs> like, right? Right. and so it's like i work a full-time job i'm doing this once a week i you know my time's limited it's just like it is what it is i mean there's a certain amount of professionals i do kind of put into it you know there's an intro and out is usually this and that but it's like right. everything i can do all my editing and uploading for both this and with youtube in one hour and then yeah it's okay yep and so, but it's right in my YouTube is where I could improve because it's, mm-hmm. it looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and, and that unfortunately takes effort. It does. Um, it, it it really does. And I've been putting a lot of effort into it and study into it. And there's a lot, there's a lot more to it than, but once you get, I think I would say the first thing to start with is trying to get thumbnails tied down it's it's crazy thumb the two things i would say thumbnail and then maybe go in and find 20 seconds of the video that was like just fire in the conversation drop that in the first 20 seconds of the video so good thumbnail First 20 seconds of the video, maybe 30 seconds of the video is an excerpt from something further in. Yeah. And then it cuts to you doing an intro for the conversation and then the conversation. I think if you did that, you would be surprised how much of a difference that makes. Because if you, a big uh, YouTube metric 
is uh, retention. So click-through rate is a big one. And then retention is another big one. And then partially where you get your, your traffic from, because you can target that, right? You can target what part of the YouTube algorithm you get your, your traffic from. My target is what I'm specifically targeting things for is what they call browse functions, which is when you do your, when you bring up YouTube page and you click on home, and it, and it suggests videos. Yeah. That's where I want to be. And the way you get there is by making your thumbnails and your titles for people, right? For the people that are going to read it and go, oh, that looks interesting. That sounds interesting. I'm going to watch that. And then they click on it and they'll make a decision about whether they're going to watch more in the first 30 seconds. Your retention rate at 30 seconds is huge. Like you need to try right. to push because if you get if they look at it in the first 30 seconds and they're like nah that doesn't sound good on to the next thing um so those are the three things that i'm personally looking at click through rate where my stuff is coming from because you can also try to rank for search by doing keyword search uh and there's a bunch of different ways you can do that some of them free some of them cost money um so you can try to rank for keywords like my website, I actually did some picking. I, I, on my, some of my um, blog posts, people who actually know how SEO works for, for Google would be able to look at my blog posts and, and notice certain things. Like I will use certain words uh, every so often, like every hundred words, I make sure that same word is in there and that word is at least 10 times in the blog post and it's in the title and it's in headers um like if i'm going to use the words dungeons and dragons i use dungeons and dragons but then i will also use D D in there because those are search terms that actually get used right right D &D. so i'll mix in the search terms so you can do the same thing in youtube too where you can like you'll see the the youtube you'll see some of these youtube titles like if i was going to start a youtube channel in 2022 is will be a will be a title yeah on a on a, or what are the best role-playing games of 2022 right well somebody will search that's because somebody did some keyword research oh yeah and yeah. said and said um and their keyword and the keyword research pulled up well people want to know what the new rpgs are and coming out this year or the best they'll so they'll like try to key and then youtube is the second largest search engine in the on the internet so if i do keyword searches if i do key, if i use some of the keyword tools it'll tell you well there's a lot of people searching for this but there's not a lot of results uh, competition, right? right? There's not a lot of there's a lot of people searching for it, but there's not a there's not a lot of video competition for it. So I can do a video about that, and if I write my title properly, the YouTube algorithm would would will pop that up to the top search engine result page on my on their YouTube search. That makes sense. Do that. So there's ways that you can sort of game the algorithm a little bit. 
but because my long-term goal is to get people back to my website and sign on to my newsletter, I'm always focused on, I'm always focusing on providing value content to the the viewer, right? I'm, I'm like, well, what does that person, what are their problems? What kind of, how can I solve that problem for them? And how can I can do it in a way that's uniquely me? And then they'll watch my videos and go, oh, wow, I wonder what else that guy has. There's a link down here. Click. Oh, he's got a newsletter. Click. Right. And then I'll filter, I'll get people, I'll get my people and I'll filter the ones that are really into my stuff to my newsletter. And then those are the people that I'm going to eventually sell to hardest. Those... That's the that's where I can go. Okay, I've got two thousand people on my newsletter list at some point, and I go, well, I know that my newsletter list converts fifty percent every time. So then I can start making decisions about how I spend my money when I'm doing a project, and go, well, I know that I can pull five thousand dollars out of my newsletter list without a doubt. Right? I can feel very confident. So if I know I'm going to get $5,000 out of them, then I can start setting budgets and sort of expectations and, and that sort of stuff based on engaged, engaged audience. Well, you've definitely thought this through things through more than I do. I'm just a reactionary. <laughs> uh... Well, that that's, that's actually a problem because I think things through too much <laughs> and then they take me way too long and then they've, Finally, now if I can, I'm getting to the point where I can now do, I'm doing and not thinking. I'm just like, okay, I figured this out. I have a strategy. It's working. Now it's just freaking in it. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think this lot of stuff you mentioned is right. And maybe something I'll look at um, when I'm out of the, um, I think once I get through, through October, November, because I got another Kickstarter coming up. Yep. And uh, I thought the Kickstarter did really well. It 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 did it it did really well. I'm I've I, it's I'm I'm still not it 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 looks like it's kind of done for you, but for me, it, I'm still dealing with. Uh, oh, I'm sure the back end of that production is. Yeah, the, so I'm I'm really dealing with the so the backer struck. There's I've been dealing with POD issues, uh, pre on demand issues that are just. I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff and I've been swinging out back and forth on a lot of things. So, um, but um, yeah, it did very well. It, it, well, basically, and and I'm going to, it, it, it did well enough that I feel confident that I can, I can pay everybody. I believe uh, I'm still a little nervous about pay everybody 10 cents a word. I believe. Wow. I believe and be sustainable and i think eventually if if the qual if, if it's who knows what's going to happen the second issue you know right i don't know but i think i think it is very possible i'm assuming it's going to do better and i i i think there's gonna be a point where it may may level off but i think i think there's a point where i can pay everybody 10 cents a word and i think i can i can um pay for full cover uh the art i pay for all the editing and still make make okay money 
That's great. And I think, and I think the reason I want to pay people well for a number of reasons, but also I don't want to do much writing and I want to get good writers and I want to maybe be doing this like four times a year. Right. Well, and it's hard to write and do the, do the production work. Yeah. And I'm better off. So the other thing I found with backer kit is, well, here's what I found with add-ons. Those add-ons are, are lucrative is not the right word, but there's a lot of, there's a fair amount of money to be, to be made with the add-ons. Okay. That makes sense. So the scoundrels PDF, $3 a PDF. I think yeah, I can't remember now, but I think I, I think I sold a hundred of them. Wow. From a Kickstarter from a long time ago. Right. Well, last year, I didn't right. know there's any interest. And so, you know, you start looking at that kind of stuff. It's like, okay. Who's you know, the one that the, the, was it the guy down in Cincinnati, you interviewed him who had like the crazy, like, um, letter set letter offset printing oh yeah travis stamper yeah so i signed up for his most recent one um that he that he did and and i don't know why it's my blanking on the name and i'm blanking it. on it too but it's a it's that the, dcc that, zine that he does yeah it's the, but he it had all those other smoking right worm. yeah and he had all the other zines with it that you could do as add-ons same thing with Ben Lawrence on um, yeah the old tan's door. Um, so, so the thing is, is even if you you don't make a lot initially, there is the potential to uh, have continual earnings with that. Yes, yeah. There's this phrase that there aren't. There's no such thing as passive income. Well, he, there are authors still making money from their books who are dead. Yeah, that's, pre that's pretty passive. Dead yeah. is dead is very passive. Well, the problem is you got to do it. So what I've, I've I've realized so scoundrels. Of course, I didn't I didn't really push it, but some of the stuff I put on drive through drive through is not a great way to make money. Really, it is I I've, I suspected that. I, I I you're the first person to have confirmed my suspicion. It it's it. You can put stuff. I think if you're constantly putting stuff out, I think you can do okay. But nothing generates attention like a Kickstarter. See, I've been resistant to doing a Kickstarter. Maybe I need to change my my tone about that. So, what do you want to kickstart? Uh, I don't know if I want to kickstart this product. I think maybe the next one. Yeah, I, I would. Might. What you what you could do is just do something small, uh, and then your stress levels are a lot less. But make sure whatever you do is completed. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the thing I'm I have it's going to be completely finished before. I mean, it's not. I just, in fact, I just wrote finished the write up for the cover art today. Um, no, it's going to be completely written, completely done because I was just going to sell it pod. Um probably through lulu i would i would i would i would definitely kickstart there's no reason not to kickstart in my mind okay well i'd say that i've i started with scoundrels and i was no i mean a nobody like i am a. I mean like 
I just put this thing on. Like, like, there's no reason for anybody to buy this from me. Nobody knows who I am. Right. And it did well. Um, huh. I mean, it, it wasn't like crazy. I think it, it, I think, you know, it, in the end, I, I might have made like, like five or $600 at the end. So did Maybe. you do a, did you do a print run of it or? I did. I, it did it? I, I did. It did some dumb things. Um, but yeah, I did a print <laughs> run with it. I did the three, there were three separate zines, but they were combined together. And, um, it but but the point is is it 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 it's it's not tied to any system it's system neutral i mean it's sci-fi i mean there's a whole list of things i could say why it shouldn't have done but it 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 did fine huh and um so no i i there is that kickstarter is the kickstarter itself is a marketing machine um and without which you're you you it it is well worth it well worth it okay that that kind of that that definitely gives me something to think about then you know even if you even if you just wanted to do a very small item and not charge much for it um because because once you sell to those people, um, the, the next time you put something up, Kickstarter notifies those people. Oh yeah, and all their friends. Yep. Yeah, a friend of my uh, a guy that plays in my game group. He's a he's a sculptor, and he made he made these oh, on neat. Kickstarter. Yeah, he's a he's a really good sculptor. He does um, some some amazing stuff. But he did a he does Kickstarters. I don't know every one or two one a year usually one every other year and that's he said similar things he's like yeah i have a certain group of people that just always on kickstarter that i put a kickstarter out and they just like they show up yeah i mean you are i mean some people it's going to be based on what you do so if you put something out for osc you're going to create create some osc but i think right. you also get people that it's it's they're if if they buy more you know there's some things that are that are you and they want things that are from you i mean right not that there's anything special but you bring something unique to whatever it is that you do that nobody else can do right and uh that's where i think the appeal is for kickstarter you know it's it's you know the stuff i do is it's 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 there's a there's a jeff jones jonesness about it i yep. don't know what that means good or bad but it, it is <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, absolutely. Everybody's a little bit different. And so, uh, but but my goodness, uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, and you get a lot of uh, statistics uh, while this whole thing's going on. Oh, that's useful too. Yeah, it's um, no, it's I, I I highly recommend it. I what I would do if I were you, and just do it. I'd just do something small. Keep the price point fairly low. Keep your risk pretty low, and. Um, and just use it as, as a as the first one just to experiment with. Huh. Okay. Well, that is good to know. I think I don't know. What I would like to do is I would like to retire from my current job in two years. And what I'm trying to do is I would like to um I would like to um, 
I would like to make about if I can. My goal is to make at least between twenty and thirty thousand dollars a year publishing. Yep. Well, and I think a mistake that I think a thing that I'm going to do that I see a lot of people, other people not doing is just publishing. Right. I think, I think that's doable. I think that's certainly, I think that's a possible thing that you can absolutely do for sure. Especially once you retire and you have the time to do things like make better videos or more targeted videos well, actually, what I'm and focusing what I, more on your your marketing kind of well, stuff. Well, the thing is, if, if I can do the, if OSC remains strong, which I don't doubt it will, I can put four of those out. I don't, you know, I need to get new people, but and I can't improve videos. But if I can get, say, Traveler going, yeah, and that is maybe two or three times a year, and then right. if I can get a post apocalyptic one going, maybe yeah. twice a year, and they all make about five thousand dollars, yeah four or five thousand dollars it's like and the thing is is like what i'm doing with so what happens with gary's appendix is i think what's going to happen is eventually that best the the bestiary is going to be written uh -huh. and, then I, and then i'm going to publish a bestiary right and so yep. that will be another thing right that, that should be evergreen yep absolutely that's what you really want is you want stuff that continues to be a backlist generator of revenue and then what i'll probably do is once i get so many issues of of i've been thinking about this so many issues of the zine then i'll strip out the bestiary and then just do all the articles for like issues one through five right so that way i'm not having a, a zillion individual books book right. that people have to do right and, and then i'll strip that out and then pretty soon it will just be um and then i just like said i'll do the best here and i'm planning doing some uh, similar things with some of the other stuff the post-apocalyptic one doing the best area as well with that eventually cool yeah that'd be good so the thing is yeah, it's that's like definitely a, a way to do that is to create create content and then resell it yes <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> further down the line to new people because like that's the thing because there's there's some college kid right now who's never heard of osc yeah but in four years after he graduates college and he gets into some town and he starts playing they somebody's he gets into some game group and they're playing osc and then they go oh yeah this jeff jones guy he's got this cool zine he's six issues in you really like it and then that guy comes back and buys the first six issues. Yeah. Or the or the compiled volume one of Gary's appendix, you know, issues one through five or whatever. It's like I I, I have the first 46 issues of a comic book called Monstrous, but the first 29 of them I have are in a big freaking yeah. collection of them. Because I didn't know about the book until it was 26 issues in. <laughs> it's like oh this is really cool what is this oh this is great what is it about i don't know well i can go get this compiled right honking thing all in one book and read through it right because you would i mean for comics people would want to but for the z it's the problem is like inventory i don't want to 
that's the other thing I'm thinking about. It's like you need inventory to sell. There's a point where you don't want too much inventory. Right. And then you have like all sorts of odd numbers of issues one through eight. Like, right. I don't want that either. Yeah. You end up being like Lee Gold with boxes of shit in your garage for 30 <laughs> years. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm trying to avoid. So there's an inventory. Th- so between print on demand and mix them and other things, I'm trying to navigate right. that space. So it's, it's there. I think we're both into this for the, there, there is a, there's a mental aspect to what you and I are doing. My mental, I mean, we, there's a, it's like with traveler and a lot of there's games within games. Yes. Right. So even within public, like, like with the YouTube, there's a game within the game. Like, yes. Yeah. There's always, so that's where we're at. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Louis, Louis, uh, Louis, Pulsifer talks about his favorite game is the game of designing games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to be said for that. Well, I probably let you go. Yeah. Uh, yep. And um, you have a good night, mister. Thank you. You too. And Any I'll be, time. and I'll be dropping this in, in two weeks. Okay. Very good. I will uh, spread it about. All righty. And um, if you, if you want any audio or videos, let me know. Yeah. Uh, if you could, that would be great whenever you get it. Um, what do you want the audio video or both uh if you have them as if they're separate files then go ahead and send me both if they're if it's just an a video that really just the video with the audio yeah so i got a video so i have a video with the audio just audio and separate audios uh video with the audio is fine because all i'm going to do is i'm just going to throw it in my video editor and chop up 20 a, a, a 30 second bit and throw it into instagram reels and with so some... what, what i'll do is when i when i get ready to edit it i will drop it into dropbox and send you a link that's perfect okay that's that's absolutely perfect all right well, thanks thanks you're, travis you're welcome thank you appreciate it Thank you.